Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 199 and we're talking about the best cities to visit in Europe. We're also coming to you from a brand new perspective. We're both a year older. Yes, it's birthday week. Most people don't have birthday week, but we do because our birthdays are, surprise, in the same week. Craig's on the 12th and mine's on the 16th. A year apart, however. So uh, Craig had four wonderful days in which he was two years older than me. Yeah, because you're a baby. Yeah. But I realized recently that, you know, that's not such a good thing. It just means you're an old hag. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Well, we've been uh, celebrating our birthdays. And for those of you who regularly follow the site and are on the Indie Travel Podcast community, uh, our apologies for not being as active as we normally are. But uh, things are heading back on track now. Yeah, we've had a lot to do, you know, lots of going out with friends and drinking and eating nice dinners and staying at home and eating nice dinners and then going out with friends and eating nice dinners. Lots of eating, yeah. drinking. Now we need lots of exercise. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling like that. It's, it's that whole post-Christmas feeling. I suppose it is that time of year. Actually, last night we went to a midwinter Christmas dinner, which was really fun, and we had presents and everything. It was awesome. Yeah, so many amazing five- to seven-course meals we've been at in the last week. Yeah, and, it definitely uh, feels like that <laughs> yeah. winter holiday thing. Mm. Sure does. Well, remember, you can help us keep eating and help the Indie Travel <laughs> Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So please visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. Uh, we've also got travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. And we're beginning to build out the baby, baby, baby beginnings of a uh, day tour search engine as well. So exciting. Which is at slash tours. Very exciting. You can also visit IndieTravelPodcast.com dot com slash amazon when you're shopping online or get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of audible through indietravelpodcast.com slash audible or slash audiobook and the travel hacking cartel is still going well make sure you sign up at indietravelpodcast.com slash travel hacking and let us know how many miles you earn uh, this week we are talking about the best cities to visit in europe in fact we're uh, gonna sneak in one little town as well just because <laughs> we like it so much but um yeah shall we get moving and get into it yeah well this podcast is a follow-up podcast of a kind because in episode 193 we talked about backpacking in europe and uh, we thought we'd bring you you know just talk about some of our favorite places but if you're looking for more of a how-to more practical information go back to 193 and it's all there yeah, and also at uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Europe, we're building up a, a huge resource section and slowly but surely adding a couple of countries a month and, uh, and, and getting things happening. We just added the Netherlands, so so that's new if you haven't been there for a while. Well, to begin, I suppose we better mention the big four, London, Paris, Amsterdam and Rome. But don't worry, we will be talking about lesser-known cities, the ones that you really want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess people want to go to the, the big cities, but then they also want to find something interesting. That's... It's good to find a balance between the two. Go to one big, exciting one and one lesser-known one, maybe. Yeah, I, I certainly prefer visiting the, the smaller cities these days, although whenever I go into a big city, I always have a lot of fun as well. So Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, well. Balance. That's the key. Well, let's start with London. So for many people, London Heathrow is the gateway to Europe. Uh, certainly it was for us. We flew into London Heathrow early, early in the morning. Yep. Had so to wait around for several hours. Just quite great. a shame that the airport's <laughs> so horrible. Um, yeah, but, but luckily it's connected to the tube network, so it's quite easy to get into the city. Yeah, after public transport starts running, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and Terminal 5 is, is very nice and modern. But um, enough about the airport. <laughs> yeah, well, London's a great place to visit. I mean... 
everyone has some kind of connection there. It's, it's like New York, you know, it's on all of the movies and all the TV shows. It's really present in our world, you know, mm. you recognize places. And so when you get there, you'll want to seek out stuff you've seen. Unlike New York, though, there's uh, also hundreds and hundreds, thousands, thousands of years of history. I mean, it's been around there forever, including literary history and archaeological history, which I really like. Yeah, so I don't know. I find with the the books it's more resonant in a way. Um, yeah. I don't know. I studied film at university, so I've certainly watched a lot of movies, but I still find that the the books I've read, uh, especially all the kind of Victorian Dickens. stuff, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot more reson- resonant. Um, so I really feel it while I'm wandering around. Yeah. And there's all sorts of cool interesting historical stuff to do in the city as well, I mean, apart from the books. And I just like looking at all the old buildings. I mean, you go to the Tower of London and you see how it's grown over time. You started with the White Towers and then the other buildings just grow up around it. It's amazing. So I mean, just wandering around the city is like that, though. You know, you'll be walking down the street and you'll think, this whole street was built kind of 300 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> which is much older than anything here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, what else? The The museums are something that I love because it's often, not always, but often raining. And the <laughs> museums, unlike most places, are mainly free. Yeah, so. often, not always. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just like the rain. Um, but yeah, there's... It's not quite endless, but it feels like endless kind of cultural and historical and arty things to do, which are all free. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's also a very modern city. It's cosmopolitan with all the tastes and sounds from all over the place. I mean, you go to Brixton and, you know. (laughs) Some of the markets around the place, like Camden Markets. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, But then again, even with all of this diversity, it can be really homogenous. Like you walk down the street (laughs) and every second, well, every two out of three bakeries is a Greg's and then you go into a pub and it's almost always a Weatherspoons with it. If it's not a Weatherspoons, it's a Yates. You know, it's just the same <laughs> yep. chains and you've kind of got to hunt out the real genuine English pubs, which really are cool. Mm-hmm. Although those Weatherspoons and Yates do, do have really cheap menus, which can be helpful. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's good because you know what you're going to get, but then they've got the same ales on tap. They've got the same food menus that are all microwave-based and, yeah, it's... It's sad that it's so homogenized and samey samey. So yeah, but that's the world, isn't it? Well, it is, but it's especially strange in London where there is such a, a vibrant big city with so many different cultures and people and all of the food tastes the same because It's England. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, anyway, let's move on to Paris. Well, I mean we all know about Paris it's in it's in even more of the movies than London (laughs) it's in all the the romantic movies anyway and um, you know it's the city of love it's the capital of France you know it's yeah it does it seems more like a backdrop to drama than a real place sometimes (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um, I think a lot of people are disappointed by Paris we certainly were I think because we have this big idea of Paris Paris. Yeah, I mean, if if you're in Paris, you're going to be caught up in international espionage or a great romance that, uh, you know, will span the ages. Yeah. But then you get there and you realize it's just another city and there's lots of dog shit everywhere and, you know, yeah, the metro never runs when you want it to. Yeah, I mean, Paris is a very nice city. It's a beautiful city. It's got amazingly well-kept medieval and renaissance architecture and it's very nice it's very nice but it is just another city so don't get your hopes up too high and then you'll be pleasantly surprised we had our hopes up far far too high and we were sadly disappointed 
And also accommodation can be a bit expensive and uh, we found it really difficult to find somewhere to stay. But uh, there's so much to see. I mean, there's all of the, the art galleries, the Louvre. Uh, you can visit Notre Dame, Eiffel Tower, of course. And there's all sorts of cool places to visit. Yeah, I guess if you're, if you're staying outside of the, the central arrondissements, the accommodation gets cheaper and cheaper, mm-hmm. but then your transport time to get into the central arrondissements, which are the, the districts of Paris, mm-hmm. um, increases. And most travellers, at least for your first visit in Paris, want to go and visit these things, like um, the Champs-Élysées, the, the Eiffel Tower. You know, and that's All of that's all, right in the middle. Yeah. All in the centre, so... You know, you you kind of you kind of weigh it up, um, and I'd say that Paris is one of those cities where a guidebook is actually going to be really helpful mm-hmm. um, to to get around and see all the stuff. Because I don't know, just wandering for me, maybe we were wandering in the wrong neighborhoods because <laughs> we were staying so far out of town. But just wandering around, it was all a bit samey samey and. Mm-hmm. We we we, we failed to get failed to get lost in interesting places, mm. which isn't true of Amsterdam. So Amsterdam, the Netherlands, is our next city on the list. Um, I think when we well certainly when I think of Amsterdam, I always think of the red light district. You know the uh, the boozy drug addled cliche of stag and hens do's and you know American university movies with uh, you know people going on big benders and all that kind of fun fun stuff. But yeah, that's. Not actually that fun if you're watching other people do it. No, and, you know, we didn't actually find it to be like that at all. No, it's no. it's this magical false idea that yeah. has been created. And I think Amsterdam's really beginning to react against it yeah. and, and, and push back, which I think is a good thing because mm-hmm. it's actually a really nice, beautiful city. Yeah, it's really nice. It's got canals and it's just a pleasant place to walk around. You can get lost. And just, you know, find yourself in some pleasant little area of town. Um, although possibly not the red light district, because that is there, but you might want to avoid it. Um, yeah, we we found it quite a party city. Um, yeah, it, I wonder if that was the hostel we were staying in, though. Like, quite often we'd be getting ready to go to bed around midnight, and we'd just get to bed and just go to sleep, and half of the dorm would be, like, waking up and jumping in the shower and getting all dressed up and uh-huh. ready to go out for, yeah, like, really 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Yeah. So we never slept that well. <laughs> I think we chose the wrong hostels. And also, we went to Amsterdam at the end of our big URL tour, so we were tired. Yeah, we are exhausted. We were really tired, so we really needed to um, find a different hostel, I think. But from what people have told me, it does seem like a pretty good place to party anyway, so might be a good good choice. But it does seem like there's less stuff to do in Amsterdam than in some of the other cities, like London and Paris. Which yeah, nice. Um, I I like it. I like not having this pressure. Of, you know, if you say you went to Paris, we go, oh, did you climb the Eiffel Tower? Or if you go to London, they say, did you see Big Ben or Westminster Abbey? And you kind of want to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> With Amsterdam, there's not so many things like that. There's no one overarching thing that's so the much thing in, to do. Yeah, yeah, so much in people's minds. And so that's really cool. You can just quite happily sit in a cafe by the side of the canal and drink beer and watch, you know, watch the world go by. Yeah, it's really nice. Normally on bikes. Yes, very much on bikes. And sometimes the bikes go floating past in the canal. <laughs> yes. That's also quite funny. That's often due to the, the drunk people on the uh, the multi-day benders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
probably the most famous place is Anne Frank's house. Yeah, I, which we didn't visit. No, we didn't. <laughs> we stood outside, though. I think it was closed. <laughs> um, we get a sack, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's the original house from the, the setting of Anne Frank's diary, mm-hmm. and they've turned it into a, a museum of, uh, of occupation and, and of the era. So it's fascinating. Yeah, and also the architecture is really cool as well. And yeah. When um, Amsterdam was being built, its riches were in international trade, so uh, you've got lots of really cool buildings to look at. Yeah, all that kind of colonial era grandioseness, yeah, yeah. And, and even earlier as well, of course. But yeah, just cycling around, stopping for a beer, eating lots of fried junk food. Oh my goodness, Dutch junk food is the best in the whole world. Yes. <sighs> yeah, it's all very Dutch. <laughs> Smooth, yeah. Well, eat, eat deep fried things with mayonnaise. That's important. It's cultural. And, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about food, we should move on to Rome. But we've already been speaking for like twelve, thirteen minutes. So maybe we should skip Rome and uh, move on. And you should us... skip Rome. You shouldn't skip Rome. You should. You should go to Rome. It's awesome history. You know. Yeah. Blah, we've, blah, blah. we've got a whole Rome city guide <laughs> on the uh, on the site. Just uh, go to indietravelpodcast.com/slash/europe. And uh, you'll be able to drill down and find the Rome City Guide. Um, same with Paris and London. But we are going to move um, up into Scandinavia and start traveling to some smaller places. So let's talk about Gothenburg in Sweden. Now, many people, a lot of people, most people, won't have ever heard of Gothenburg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, that's true, but they should. I mean, it's a pretty little city. It's a, a university town. It's in the southwest of Sweden. And, yeah, I mean, we were there in summer, so it was all a bit quiet, but very beautiful and relaxing. And during the rest of the year, there's all the university students in with with a whole lot of energy. Yeah, the thing that caught our attention was a little horn of roads called the Haga. Uh, it's full of craft shops and some really great restaurants, which we uh, frequented yes. quite a lot. Yeah, there were some fantastic ones. I remember uh, in one of the, the little cafes there, um, the owner was speaking in about four languages and cracking jokes in all of them. It was hilarious. We were sitting there and I think I was studying Spanish and he's like, what language are you speaking? Like, English? He's like, no, that's not, that's not English. He's like, that's Spanish. Como estas? <laughs> and it was absolutely hilarious. But yeah. it, was, it was fun. He gave us some good advice too. He said instead of sending emails to each other as we sat in the cafe, <laughs> we should try talking to each other. That's right, because we were both using our computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it would, it would help our relationship quite a lot. Yeah, uh, we haven't tried it yet, so we, we can't report back on that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in, outside of the Haga, there's the, the central plaza, um, maybe 10, 15 minutes walk away. That's got the train station and a tram running through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll put up in the show notes my favorite tram. Um, <laughs> it, was awesome. it, was, it was a tram to Angered. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to, to go and meet some people who, <laughs> who had great grievances, you could get on the train towards Angered. It was um, brilliant. That was cool. But that, that area was pretty uninspiring. But It was all right. It was quite a nice big area. It was being kind of redeveloped while we were there. So it kind mm. of had people working in it, which kind of makes anything uninspiring. But they were putting through a, a bike system, mm. which was just being unveiled. I think, didn't we see? We did. We saw it. A whole bunch of people cycle yeah, past. Yeah, it's like a parade of, of <laughs> public public municipal cycles going past. And I reckon it would be a really cool city to cycle around. We spent hours walking around all the little shops. And um, they've got big main high streets with modern shops mm-hmm. and also some really cool 
kind of independent stuff that you can buy and then like little crafty areas like the Hagen there's a couple couple more around the place Mm -hmm. so that was all very cool and if you're Going into Sweden, I definitely stop in Gothenburg for at least a couple of days. Yeah, and also the botanical gardens, which oh, yeah. are huge, absolutely enormous. I mean, we we spent half a day wandering around, and we still didn't see anywhere near enough of it. And um, so you've got to make sure you go there. And also, the transport system's really good. They've got trams, and you can buy a day pass or a three day pass or a, a week pass or something like mm-hmm. that. A bit expensive, but then it is Sweden, so you know <laughs> yes. you've just got to deal with that. Yeah. Well, next up, Chesky Krumlov in the Czech ah. Republic, um, another place in the southwest of its country. <laughs> Maybe there's something in that. We love Chesky Krumlov. We were uh, working in Austria and we had a week off after doing three weeks of solid work with our company, English Teaching. And we thought, let's take a week off and go and do nothing in the Czech Republic. So we did. We went to Chesky Krumlov and we had a, you know, got a room in a hostel. Actually, got our own little kind of apartment, apartment yeah. right by the river. And it was just not expensive at all. Ate out every day, went to all sorts of really nice restaurants like the Three Marys. Mm-hmm. So the Two Marys or the Three Marys? I think the Three Marys. I well, think. anyway, that was also right by the river, but further along, down a couple of bends. Yeah. And uh, that was brilliant because it served medieval food. And we had all sorts of strange, strange food and yeah. mead, hot mead. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Now, it's a, it's a medieval town so they kind of play on that a little bit but mm. it's just stunning i don't know it's how really beautiful i think it was maybe damaged in the wars it and was then rebuilt the castle rebuilt mm-hmm. um the castle has the coolest moat in europe they've got bears living in the moat it was so cool there were all sorts of cool things you'd just be hanging around the city and you'd look up and see this castle looming over and it's one of those fairy tale castles with like turrets and yeah. red roofs and you know and then we went rafting down the river which was so cool. You you hired like an inflatable rubber raft and you kind of just floated on down and there were weirs you had to navigate and you had a little uh, laminated <laughs> piece right. of plastic. They, they had, gave us a flip chart with yeah. tests at the front, like first weir, left. Yeah. Second weir, left. Yeah. Third weir. Right. Um, um, that's the right one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you had to remember. And you're like, is this, we were, we were going down and was like, is it the left one or the right one? Like, no, no, it's the third one. So it's the left. But is it the fourth one or the sixth one? You know? <laughs> and then we got to the that's end and they, they came and picked us up in the van and absolutely brilliant yeah and we had really good hot chocolates and we played we went bowling a lot yeah yeah it was just really nice That's you should cool. you also should have a week in Jessica Grimlock yeah it's it's just great it's it's really timeless I think a mm-hmm. place to go and just stop for a week and chill out and catch up with life let's do that sweet <laughs> okay let's move on to the netherlands another city in the netherlands but yes. not amsterdam because we've already talked about that no further north further north up to utrecht which is a university town um it's got all of the good things about amsterdam um but it's better and it doesn't have the tourist ghettos yeah it's quite good i mean it's got the the canals so you can go and hang out by the canals yeah but it's smaller mm-hmm. and it's um it's got all of the, the good dutch food you know like all of those really Bad for you, deep fried snacks. <laughs> yep. Same price. Waffles. <laughs> Waffles, yeah. And, and lots of Belgian beer at cheaper than Belgian prices. Yeah. Because it's a university city as well. Mm-hmm. And what's a university city without cheap beer? <laughs> There's lots of cafes, bars and shops. There's a church bell tower you can climb with guides who will bang away at the bells with hammers. They bring their own hammers. And, bing, bing, bing. Yep. and you can have a go too, which is fun. And this really lovely countryside to bike through. Yeah, especially if you're with our friends. Floor and brick here. I, I don't think most people will be with them. So you, you need to s- find some Dutch friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's a university city, um, 
it's really energetic in the evenings and so it's nice wandering around the the central city and along the canals which are all lined with cafes and bars and Mm -hmm. just poking your head into different places and and seeing what's what and what's happening yeah it's a great place if you're just planning on spending a little bit of time in the Netherlands or if you need a base in the Netherlands, Utrecht is a good idea because you can do a day trip into Amsterdam and then come back out again. Yeah, it's only and, an hour or so. Yeah, it's not very far at all, so that might be an option as well. Mm. Okay, let's move on to Austria. Vienna. Oh, I love Vienna too. You're making me homesick. Why are we talking <laughs> about this? <laughs> We're in Auckland, New Zealand, where you grew up, and I'm making you homesick. Shut up. <laughs> Well, I haven't looked at the population numbers. Um, it's now minus one that Linda's here. But I think that Vienna <laughs> might be the, the most populous, the biggest of our picks today. It's the capital of Austria. Um, and as the capital, I've heard people call it a bit drab and being a bit what down What are on they it. talking about? But, you know, it's mainly Austrians who live in the countryside who think that. And, and most Austrians, well, most people um, who don't live in the cities and the capitals like to be... Uh, a bit picky about it so we're going to forget that Vienna is amazing Vienna is incredible you walk down any street in Vienna and you look up and you're like wow it is truly incredible Uh, and then you've got you've got palaces you've got wide avenues you've got public gardens you've got Hunterwasser Hunterwasser's work is amazing all sorts of bright colours and oh Vienna I, I don't know why anyone would complain about it it's amazing I see do you disagree with me? No, no, it's just a very interesting sales pitch. I'm wondering, <laughs> wondering if the uh, the Austrian tourist board has slipped you a couple of hundred bucks without me knowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> they yeah, can feel but... free to. <laughs> My email address is on the website. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I, I really like Vienna. It's got a really good public transport system for travelers mm-hmm. to get around. And, in fact, there's a circular ring tram that goes around and so for i think it's like one euro 70 or something you can get kind of a free tour of the central city just by going around in the public transport yeah, except that last time we were there which was only about eight months ago you were sick yeah and we were staying a little bit further out of the city and i went into the city and i thought awesome i'm going to go on this ring tram i got on it going the wrong way to begin with which you wouldn't think would be a problem being a ring ring road but no, it wasn't. They changed it, and it was no longer a ring. It was kind of like a half circle. And I got on it and went the wrong way off the circle. <laughs> I was really unimpressed. Only you could manage that. Shut up. <laughs> I still got to see all sorts of things, and I just wandered around the city, and it was, it was lovely. Mm. So there's places which are kind of um, centres, like the museum's quartier is... Um, an area of modern art galleries and classical art galleries as well. And then heading south from there, you go through, well, the old Habsburg capital, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was the capital of most of Europe, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the sea of the Holy Roman Empire. Um, So it was a big, big, powerful city, much, much bigger and more influential than it is today. So there's just amazing buildings. Yeah, and I always like going to the Nachmarkt. Oh, yes. Great food down there. Really good food, yeah. Um, Let's move on. Another capital, uh, Tallinn, the capital of Estonia. So we're heading right up north now. Tallinn is so pretty as well. It's got these awesome uh, city walls that have towers on it. And it's just so great. It's so nice to wander around and you feel like you're in a little medieval city. Well, it it is. I mean, some (laughs) of the buildings were built in the 11th century. And um, a lot of them, I think, are kind of 14th, 15th century and... Wow. Yeah. 
you really are in a, a little medieval city. Yeah, that's right. You've got medieval facades alongside glass and metal frontages. So you've got like this real cool blending of the old mm. and the new, which I really like. Yeah, it had so much energy. Eh? Is, um, I don't know. Yeah, it really was old and new. I don't know. Yeah. A, I love the little narrow streets and all sorts of things. And there's great eating and drinking. Those pancakes. I'll never forget them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, what I'll never forget is going out, having pancakes, followed by Van Italen, which is one of the best spirits in the whole world. And then going to that little playground, which we call the spinning playground. And spinning. spinning. And spinning. And you, spinning. Were, you felt nauseous for like two or three days I afterwards. Did. I did. <laughs> you it was spin shocking. so much. <laughs> well, so did Paul and Michelle, who we were with. They felt sick for a long time afterwards. But I think we all did. You didn't. No, I felt sick for a few hours and then, I don't know. Maybe I woke I... up the next morning, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Still spinning. We seriously spun. I think maybe you're better at spinning me. You spun me quite significantly. <laughs> maybe. Uh, we didn't go on a bike tour, but we had it recommended to us so many times. Um, there's kind of a student-run bike tour through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wandering around the old town's cool by itself. During the, the high season over summer, they've got uh, actors that kind of wear medieval garb and, <laughs> and wander around. And they're kind of cheesy and kind of fun, but then occasionally you'll turn around a corner and there'll be guys dressed up as knights, like hacking at each other with swords or lances <laughs> or pikes. That's a lot more fun. It's just all good. And um, yeah, we thought from reading the guidebooks that the people in Thailand might not be very friendly, but we found them to be very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I don't, don't know where they got that from. don't believe whoever said it's not really no. a friendly place. We We had a ball and... You know, people would stop and help us out if we looked lost. And, yeah, it was good. Yeah. The same thing also... with um, with Sofia, Bulgaria, which is our next city. But you were going to say... I was going to say that another good thing about Tallinn is that you can catch a ferry over to Helsinki mm. and mm. have a couple of days in Finland. Yeah. Which is exactly what we did. Indeed. Highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, if you are doing that, make sure you buy all of your booze on the boat because... No, buy like... all of your booze in... Talon before you get on the boat because when you get on the boat they're going to charge you more yeah and then but when, still half the price of what it is price. in helsinki yeah be prepared come with booze <laughs> <laughs> smooth well um yeah sophia bulgaria is another place we got told to expect dour unfriendly people and we totally the opposite couldn't have been in a friendlier city yeah we flew in and we were walking down the street we were, it was a little bit late and we were walking probably in the wrong direction and we stopped and kind of looked lost at each other. We were with another couple. And someone came up to us and asked us if we needed help. And our guidebook had specifically said that this would not happen. That if you needed help, you could go and ask someone and they'd help you. But that they wouldn't come and offer help. Well, that's exactly what happened. People yeah. came up and asked us if we needed help and pointed us in the right direction. It was very nice. Yeah. Turned out we got off the bus at the wrong stop. Yes. Yeah. Well. That's the kind of travel advice you're getting from us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was about Sofia. Well, I do know what it was. Like Amsterdam, there's not a lot of stuff to do. There's some good galleries. There's uh, some beautiful churches and cathedrals. Um, There's, you know, there is stuff to go and see, but there's not lots of stuff to do. But there was kind of this vibrancy, this energy Mm -hmm. of, um, I don't know, people rebuilding the city, like new hope, new energy, Lots of new little businesses springing up all over the place. Um, just completely the opposite of Bucharest, which has a, a similar history and was in a similar period. And that seemed to be sliding downhill, where Sophia seemed to be rocketing upwards. Yeah, with Sophia, I felt like 
you could just be there and be present. You know, it was traveling just to be there. Yeah. You know, you didn't feel like you had to do all sorts of things. There wasn't that much to do anyway, but just to be there and soak up the atmosphere was to see Sophia. Yeah, that was so energizing. It was so nice. It was really cool. And we stayed in some cool hostels. We stayed in one hostel that was basically just someone's house with this crazy old woman. <laughs> and then we stayed in another hostel that was more of a hostel and we got free dinner. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, go to Sophia. Tell us if it's still like that because it was about two and a half years ago we were there. And it's kind of a very subjective thing to uh, to put a city on a list like this for, but that's part of well, travel, it. isn't it? We had it? a great it's, time there. We, yeah. we really loved it. And it's not a place that a lot of people will go, just stuck down in the southeast of Europe. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've uh, talked about enough cities and towns. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're uh, gone over time again. High yeah. five. We're getting good at that. But don't forget, there's plenty more Europe travel stories and travel advice at IndieTravelPodcast.com. So check out IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Europe. It's still growing, but we're getting there. So we're trying to add a new country or two every month. Um, quite a bit happening in the community this week, but it's easier for you to see it than us to say it. So drop by IndieTravelPodcast.com slash community. Grab your free account and tell us about your travels. Give us your trip updates. Upload your photos and ask any questions you have at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And there's travel deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. Put in uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon when you're shopping online or get a great trial bonus through our partners. We've got a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible or slash audiobook or a $1 trial of The Travel Hacking Cartel at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Travel Hacking. And as always, for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell all your friends and your family and anyone you meet in the street about the Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash IndieTravel. Or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. And make sure you don't get a restraining order um, for being too enthusiastic. That's important. You can be enthusiastic, but within limits, apparently. <laughs> Still working on that, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.